Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my property mastermind mentorship. Hello and welcome to episode number 200 of the Property Magic Podcast. And first of all, I want to thank you for being one of my podcast listeners, whether you're a new time listener or whether you've been here since we first started a few years ago. I really appreciate all the wonderful feedback we receive. And I do hope these weekly podcasts inspire you, change your thinking and give you practical tips you can use with your property investing. So thank you so much for listening. Now, in this bumper 200th edition I'm going to share with you the lessons from my 20 years of teaching other people how to be successful investors. I'm going to talk about how I've seen the property market change over the last 20 years and what I think will happen in the next 20 years and what does all of this mean for you and your property investing. I'm also going to share my biggest property investing regret and my top five tips. So we've got a lot to cover, including the property market, financing, interest rates, competition, and also strategies. So let's start by talking about the property market. So over the last 20 years, if we go back to 2003, the property market was really booming at that point, And that continued until about the end of 2007, when the global financial crisis kicked in, started in America, spread around the world. So by 2008, property prices were crashing and it took a couple of years for that to recover till about 2010. Then we saw the property market boom and go up for the last 12 years. And now in 2023, we're seeing a property market correction. Not unexpected really um, due to the crazy boom we had during COVID times. But what's going to happen for the next 20 years? Well, I believe there'll definitely be another property market crash because the market will heat up and overheat and then it will correct. But we need to look at the long term fundamental trends in the UK. Why is the UK such a great place to invest? The reality is it's all about supply and demand. We do not have enough accommodation in the UK. The population is growing, and that's because we have increasing birth rates, we have longer life expectancy, we also have increasing immigration. So this means the population is increasing, but we have a limited accommodation supply. The UK government say we need 300,000 homes each year, and we're probably only building at 150 to maybe 200,000 a year. So this is why there's this long-term shortage. So although property prices do fluctuate short-term, if you're in it for the long-term, which by the way is number four rule in my five golden rules from Property Magic, it doesn't really matter what happens short-term. And people often say, look, is now a good time to get into property? My answer is, well, it would have been great 20 years ago, but if you're getting into property now, it's a really good time as long as you educate yourself. So let's talk about financing. So buy-to-let mortgages were introduced in about 1998, and this really caused a bit of an explosion in the property market and caused part of the boom in the early 2000s. And also, they had what were called self-certification mortgages, where instead of having to prove what you can afford to pay, you just sign a piece of paper to say you could afford it. And buy-to-let mortgages, we could typically get up to 85% before the end of 2007. And you could even get mortgages on your own home 125% of the value. So if you were buying a 200 thousand pound property as long as you could prove a good enough income 
you could actually get 125% mortgage on your own home, which would mean a £250,000 mortgage. So no wonder there was a global financial crisis in 2008 because there was so much irresponsible lending and also irresponsible borrowing. Now, I don't think we're ever going to see something like that happen again going forward because the banks kind of learnt their lesson. They do a 75% loan to value now on investment properties. And actually, if you're a portfolio landlord, which means you have four or more properties, when you go for a new mortgage, they will stress test your entire portfolio to make sure you can afford it. Um, I understand why they do that, but it seems a little bit strange that they're fussier when lending to more experienced landlords than they are lenders to someone with completely no experience who can easily get a buy-to-let mortgage. So kind of shows that banks don't really understand property investing. This leads me on very nicely to talk about interest rates. Now, again, prior to the global financial crisis um, and probably into about 2008, we saw the Bank of England base rate at about five, five and a half percent was typically the average. And so whenever we used to calculate our property deals, we would always use six percent to make sure deals stack up. And in fact, for the last 20 years, that's the number I have used. Now, obviously, for the last 12 years, Bank of England base rates have been very, very low at 0.5%. So that's, you know, a lot less than they were prior to the global financial crisis. However, we continue to use 6% when doing our calculations because everyone knew that at some point bank rates would go up. Now, we saw the massive increases in 2022. I don't think anyone expected prices to go up, uh, sorry, interest rates to go up as much as they did. Um, and actually in 2023, surprisingly, we're seeing that continue. The Bank of England have always used interest rates as a tool to control inflation. But despite inflation started to come down, there's talks about interest rates still going up. So we're going to have to wait and see what's going to happen. I believe that the high interest rates right now will settle down in a year or two. So where I always used to get five-year fixed mortgages when I was remortgaging, because I like to fix the interest rate for five years. On my remortgages recently, I've been doing two-year fixes because I believe with past two years, we'll probably see lower rates. But no one really knows. We're constantly surprised by what the Bank of England decide to do. Let's talk now about competition. So the last 20 years, there's no doubt that more and more people have become aware of property investing, all the TV programs. Obviously, um, in the mid to early 2000s, the internet boomed. We had things like spare, spare room and right move and much easier ways of finding property. So there's definitely more competition from people entering the property market than there have ever has been before. And certainly in the mid to early 2000s, there were lots of people who training property investing to other people. Interesting, most of those people went bust and out of business during the crash because they didn't know how to invest. And um, we're going to come on to strategies later on, but your strategies need to adapt based on what's happening in the property market. And with a correcting market right now, there are lots and lots of people who are property training, providing education. However, the vast majority of those have not been investing themselves for more than 10 years, let alone teaching other people for 10 years. And I'm a bit concerned for their clients because when the market turns and changes, we have to adapt strategies. And some of those people don't have the personal experience of investing in a declining market. So I think we'll see a number of property training companies go out of business. So just be very careful who you're working with. Now, an interesting fact, 
since 2015, there have actually been a falling number of landlord properties. And I think that's because that was when the government first announced they were going to bring in these new tax changes, Section 24, which came in in April 2017, phased over four years and now fully embedded. And particularly with high interest rates right now and Section 24, it's a double whammy for many landlords who had properties in their own name. And now they've got properties that might not be making any cash flow, but on paper, they're making a phantom profit. And that's why they need to pay tax to the taxman at the end of the financial year. This is another reason why so many landlords are selling up and add to that things like the renter reform bill, which is coming in, the requirement for EPCs, um, there are all these things coming in, which means more and more landlords are thinking, you know, is it such a good time to be doing this? Um, maybe I should cash in on the huge capital growth I've had over the last 12 years. And that's what we're seeing. There are more and more landlords selling up now than ever before. So what does this mean for you? Is it too late to get into property? Well, I believe that actually we're going to see um, less and less landlords in the future. So there'll be less and less rental stocks. So those of us who are still in the game are probably going to have higher rents that we can get from our tenants. There is obviously a question of affordability. How much can people actually afford? And we want to provide good quality, affordable accommodation for our tenants. But I think with less landlords in the market, there's going to be less property available. And so I think rents going up over time. So generally, it's going to be good for us. So don't worry about competition. There's always been other people investing. There's always people coming into the market, people leaving the market. Um, but I think, you know, we're seeing generally less and less landlords, which is good for you if you're looking to to acquire more properties. So what about strategies? What strategy should be you using? Well, I've seen all sorts of strategies over the last 20 years. Some of them being good, some of them not so good. And as the market changes, we also need to adapt our strategy. For example, in the early 2000s, I was buying new off-plan properties, and that's fine when the market is going up. However, when the market is coming down, personally, I don't think you should be buying off-plan properties. Um, and it amazes me that I see property experts and gurus and trainers who should know better are telling people to buy new off-plan buildings. It seems absolutely crazy to me. So as the market changes, we need to adapt our strategies. However, there's one thing I've seen over the last 20 years that has been true and solid all the way through, no matter what's happening in the market, and will continue to be the case for the next 20, 50, 100 years. And that is very simply to look for motivated sellers, people who need to sell their property. They need speed and certainty. That's what my book, Property Magic, is all about. It's finding those people and helping those people by coming up with an ethical win-win solution. Now, you need to bear in mind that in most markets, there's only maybe 5% of sellers who will be truly motivated. And in the last few years, we've seen this booming property market. I've had people saying to me, oh, there are no motivated sellers. Well, there are all always motivated. It really comes down to what you believe. During the, the boom of 2005, 6, 7, it's when I did some of my very best motivated seller deals when the market was absolutely booming. So it kind of depends on what you believe, but there are always motivated sellers. You just need to know how to find them and how to help them. And I think actually in the current market conditions, the number of motivated sellers might go from five, maybe up to 10% as some people are desperate to sell because we are now in a buyer's market. Last couple of years have been a seller's market. Now it's a buyer's market where there are more sellers than there are buyers. And buyers can be 
fussy and choosy what they buy. Sellers can't be so fussy and choosy, and some people need to get rid of their properties. It's for this reason that I think strategies such as purchase lease options and vendor finance, which most people have never heard about, or if they have heard of them, they don't really understand how to actually do them. These are going to become far more prevalent in today's property market, probably for the next year or so. And that's why that's one of the things we're teaching and updating people on in our mastermind program and also at Property Magic Live. These are the strategies you need to know. These are ways of controlling and acquiring property using very little of your own money, which works very well, particularly given it's so hard to get mortgages right now to actually stack up on properties. Um, in terms of actual strategies, so once you've got a property, how should you use it? Well, obviously, in times of recession, as we're in right now, we should be looking at strategies that are cost effective for the tenants or the guests, where there's a high demand and also where we can make lots of money. So the two strategies I believe are absolutely best and will be going forward are houses of multiple occupation that provide really good affordable accommodation. However, the caveat is please don't do average HMOs. There are too many of those. And the reality is that those kind of properties, um, landlords compete for tenants and drop the prices. So do not have a standard HMO. There's an oversupply of those. If you're going to do HMOs, they must be high-end co-living type properties that look much better. People are moving into a community rather than just a room and a house. They'll pay more rent and they'll stay longer as well. And in the world of SA, obviously regulation is coming to England for SA, so you need to know what you're doing there. But I think that's going to get rid of lots of the amateurs and there'll be a really good demand for good accommodation and so very more profitable again. So that's a little bit of an overview of the last 20 years and what I think is going to happen moving forward. Um, one of my biggest regrets, probably my biggest regret, I really hope you don't make this same mistake, is because I didn't have anyone like me telling me that they should be investing in property. Um, you know, I was kind of doing it very much part time. I was working at Cadbury's when I first started and I was I replaced my income, kind of left Cadbury's and I was kind of dabbling in property. That was a huge mistake. If I'd really focused and I, if I'd really truly understood in the mid to early 2000s just how powerful property was, I would have done a lot more of it. And even if you're starting now, I'd encourage you to really focus and commit to your property journey. It doesn't mean you have to do property full-time. Absolutely not. Some of our most successful mastermind students are people who've got full-time jobs or they're running busy businesses and they are doing property part-time. But the time you do have available for your property journey should be focused and you should commit in that time. And finally, my five top tips were my observations of having helped thousands of people over the last 20 years, and I hope I'll help thousands of people over the next 20 years, my top five tips are these. First of all, have an open mind. Recognize you're never going to know everything. There's always a better way to do things, and it's really smart to learn from other people. So have an open mind to recognize there might be better ways of doing things. Number two, 
value your time. This is a huge mistake I see many investors make, particularly when they first start, they manage their own properties, which is fine. You can absolutely manage a few. But as they get more and more properties, they fall into what I call the landlord trap, where they spend more time managing and less time actually buying, which is where you grow your wealth. So you've got to really look at the things you're doing, value your time very, very carefully. Make sure you're doing the high value activities and get other people to help you with other things, to delegate tasks to people, whether you have family members helping you or you get a virtual assistant or even at some point part or full-time employees, make sure you're focusing on the right stuff. Number three, network, network, network. You've heard me say this before, that your network is your net worth. I can't tell you how much I have learned and the contacts I've picked up and the deals I've done because I've gone to networking events. And most people don't like the idea of going to speak to strangers. You think, oh, what am I going to know? Am I going to be embarrassed? Look, when you come to certainly one of our property investor network meetings, they're very friendly. Everyone's welcome. And in fact, the majority of people there are kind of new to property. They might have a couple or completely new. And we do have a lot of experienced investors as well, but they're, they're a smaller percentage. So come along, get outside your, your, out, out of your own way, step outside your comfort zone, because I promise you, the more people you know in any industry you want to work in, the more successful you will be. Number four, get some accountability. You know, it's very easy for us to set our goals, say we're going to do these things, but if no one's holding you to account, are you actually going to do it? Do we let ourselves off far too easily with excuses about why we haven't done what we know we should do? So my recommendation to you is get some accountability. Get a property coach. Be careful who you pick. They're not all the same. Get someone to help you. And number five, and this is so important, not just in property, but in life in general, I believe you should be constantly working on your mindset. Your mindset is your attitude, your beliefs, and your courage. And I believe that mindset is probably 80% of your success. I meet people all the time who kind of know what to do, but for whatever reason, they don't take the action because they have fear kicking in. They don't believe they can do it. You should think big and really make sure you're constantly working on mindset because you know if you lost everything tomorrow, uh, Hopefully you don't lose your mind and you can restart much quicker. So with that in mind, my top five tips are have an open mind, be open to learning new things, make sure you value your time, focus on the right activities, network, network, network. Number four, get some accountability to help you and hold you to account and support you. Number five, be constantly working on your mindset. And finally, uh, my recommendation to you, a lot of these things you can actually pick up from your local property investor network meeting. We started PIN 20 years ago in 2003. There are now 50 plus meetings around the UK. Most of them are physical. Some of them are virtual. Um, so you can attend from all around the world. You can attend the virtual ones. We have a global PIN meeting as well. Also, uh, we have PIN meetings now in the Netherlands. Uh, we're starting up in the UAE, in Dubai, and we're spreading around the globe. So come and check out your local PIN meeting. Go to pinmeeting.co.uk. And if you've never been to a PIN meeting yet, why not come along to your first meeting? And instead of paying, you can come as our guest. All you have to do is go to pinmeeting.co.uk, select the meeting you want to attend, click on that, read the details, check you can do the date, scroll down to the bottom of the page and where it says payment options, click on voucher code, fill in your details and then use the code 
podcast. We had to think long and hard about that one. Use the word podcast and come along as my guest to your very first pin meeting to see what you've been missing out on. And I'm sure you're going to want to go back again and it will help you with your property journey. So I do hope you've enjoyed this 200th edition, a bit of a whirlwind tour of the last 20 years and what I think is going to happen in the next 20 years and some top tips for you to make sure you become an even more successful investor. Until next time, remember to always invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.